It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. And everybody sees it. If you're honest with yourself, you know this is wrong. Yes. I'd be amazed. You know, I, you just run into this stuff on social media anyway. The people have already made the memes. They took the Trump mugshot that was on Twitter, and they took it, and they photoshopped Joe Biden behind him. Like, you know, like whoever's posting or creating that is like, oh, it's a big win for us. Who in their right mind thinks this is not going to backfire? I think they thought it was a big win in the moment. You know, they felt good about themselves. because like, oh, we finally got him. We got Trump. We got the mugshot. And now they realize, I think this morning or even late last night, once, especially when he tweeted, they probably realized, oh, this isn't going the way we thought it was going to. Probably was the moment, right? Yeah. And then they see how many times it's been liked, posted, retweeted, shared. People just cropping it and making their own. And people, you know, they're outpouring of support on social media. And it's just, we knew this was going to happen. How did they not see this? I don't understand how you can be so blind as as just a human being, forget politics. You're so <laughs> blinded by your own ambition and derangement that you can't see the common sense things in front of your face. How did they not realize this was going to make him a martyr? So are they have do they have all <laughs> 19 of them arraigned now? No, not yet. They still have like I think four or five mugshots left left to go <laughs> for the the Georgia 19. You know who else they booked? Mark Meadows, which is a real shame. So he was yeah. Trump's, you know, he was his guy. You know what they got him on? You know what the official charge is? No. He called Fulton County to get the names of the electors. You want to talk about, you know that that term Trump uses a lot? I made a perfect phone call. Yeah. There really is a perfect phone call. Wow. This is banana, this is insanity. Because They have crossed a line that we're never going to go back on. Well, and that's the problem, right, is you you have to realize the line that was crossed with all this. Not even with this. Just going back to any of the other indictments. I mean, it's all political persecution. (laughs) And that political persecution isn't supposed to happen in America. You can say, you know, all you want, he's guilty of sin, he's done this and that. But when you really look at what's going on, you can see what's actually happening behind the scenes, that this is all politically motivated. And it's, it's just, you just got to be honest with yourself at some point and realize how, how wrong that is. It's terrible what's happening. It's I don't know where we go from here other than the fact that, and I said this before, Diener, I think you felt it too. A lot of, a lot of people listening feel it. Obviously, it's a dark day. You know, and people who legal experts even said this is one of the darkest days, just trampling on the Constitution. But that shot came out last night of the mugshot that he put on Twitter. Something galvanizing happened. I don't know what it is. I don't know how you can feel hopeful at a moment like this, but it's still there. It just is. There's hope. I don't know how, and I don't know why, but there's hope in the wind. No, absolutely. And and that's the thing is that as you know, terrible as it is that this is what's happening in the country. There is that glass half empty view on this, or a glass half full. You know, it's almost fully empty at some points, but glass half full. When you look at the bright side, which is this, this became a rallying cry, which we knew it would, and now you are going to get people on his side who always kind of looked at Trump as like, you know, I, I didn't mind him as president; he did some good things, but I just I don't like the guy. Right. And then they see this, and they see what's happening, and they see the mugshot, and that is going to hit people in a way to people like that, and they're going to say to themselves. Boy, this is wrong. And this is, uh, I got to vote for him now. There's only one thing that could have happened that becomes bigger than Trump because he's such a, just a, he's like an energy source. You know what I mean? And it's this. 
Right. It's a movement bigger than him now, and it took all of these years to happen, but it is bigger than him now. I mean, people, listen, I'm not comparing him to anybody, but just telling you what people posted, you start posting mugshots of Martin Luther King Jr., oh, exactly, right. Nelson Mandela, Tupac, Frank Sinatra, all these famous mugshots. <laughs> that hurt none of them. Exactly. Like, that the Democrats actually think that Americans think a mugshot hurts you? Martin Luther King has one. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. These, it's, it's it's an amazing thing. Now watch. So next step, next steps. Day after this, where people can process it into the weekend. People think about it. Watch to see who speaks out on his behalf and or who goes silent. Yeah. This is a really important thing to watch for because if you're honest with yourself, even though even though he's a he's an opponent, if you're an American, you're against this. Keep right. an eye on people who support indicting Trump and others, and also the people who are silent about it because they're just as bad. I think we've seen, uh, you know, all sides of the spectrum just in the in the presidential candidates, right? On one side, you have guys like Asa Hutchinson and Chris Christie who are, you know, hate Trump, get Trump, put him in jail. Then you have someone, honestly, like DeSantis, who's kind of just stayed out of the fray when it comes to all this. He's said some things, you know, it's wrong, we shouldn't be doing this, some tweets here and there. And then you have someone like Ramaswamy. Who are, you know, as Jen calls the Schwam, and he comes out in every interview he can and says, this is this shouldn't be happening. This is terrible for the country. So, how, By the way, how, you mentioned uh, Ada Hutchinson and, uh, <laughs> and Chris Christie. How bad do they look now after last night for saying, yeah, he's got to be stopped? You, right. you look like one of these tyrants. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what political party you're from. It's a uniparty. You look like one of the tyrants that wants to stomp on the Constitution and weaponize the Department of Justice. Yeah, they everything don't care. looks different from what they said now. Yeah, man, no, that's, 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 that's where we are. <laughs> Speaking of revenge, boy, Diener, I don't know. It's going to go one of two ways. What happened? Your defensive backfield for your favorite football team yes. in pro sports yes. that would have to be your Miami Dolphins. That is correct. <laughs> this either distracts Eli Apple. Oh, no. Or it focuses him like Trump supporters this season. <laughs> I've heard of, like, especially in pro sports, vengeful ex-girlfriends before. Yeah. I, I really, over the years, have never heard anything like this. The ex-girlfriend and baby mama, so Uh-oh. she's got leverage, Oh boy, of Dolphins cornerback Eli Apple is... Get, have you heard this? No, I haven't, actually. <sighs> Just wait. Uh-oh, this is not good. Is, I think it's illegal. Is offering to pay the fines for any player to hurt him on the field. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know. She put out a bounty. She put out a bounty. Oh, my gosh. She wants him injured because, according to her, this is all you know, speculation, is refused to volunteer when their son needed a transfusion. Oh, no. Here's, would you like a quote? Yes, please. At this point, yeah. If you play against my baby dad this season... <laughs> <laughs> Please go for the knees, maybe a hammy. Oh, jeez. Number 33 for the Dolphins. Is that true? I guess he is. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's an I'd gladly game. zell you back any fines. Oh, my gosh. This is one of the worst things I've ever heard. I think that is illegal. She's like asking for a hit. I mean, <laughs> you can't do that. Her name is Destani. Okay. She alleges that during her pregnancy, their son needed a blood transfusion. Eli refused to donate, even though he's a direct match. Wow. Now, again, this is all just from her. From her. Who that guy right. is, if it's true. The guy is, you know, hasn't had a chance to defend himself or anything. But my God. <laughs> is that, I mean, this is like, you got to be, you got to arrest her for, or something, not, right? That's not a direct threat. No player would do this to another player. I really don't believe that. No, not, like, not in that case. You want to talk about nasty. That is a, she put a bounty on his head. I'll pay you to hurt my ex. Like, does that call, like, you know, does she get a knock on the door from the cops wherever she lives? 
I think honestly, if you're if you're Eli Apple, he could probably press charges. Oh, that is nuts! I had <laughs> oh my god, I've never had an ex put a bounty on me. That is that is uh, I've never heard of that before. Wow, that's a new one. Well, also we don't think you have any baby mamas rolling well, around out there that you don't know, know about. Yeah, you know, right, yeah. except the one legitimate one. That's that's true. All right. <laughs> We'll get out of this. We have more of the Trump stuff. Reaction from the Trump indictment from uh, supporters and foes. We get that coming up next. And let's get to the good fo- football news. College football is back, baby. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We'll talk about all of that coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Jen's out today. She'll be back next week. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Keep it here. Uh, but, uh, you know, I went through an experience today that I never thought I'd have to go through. But then I've gone through the same experience three other times. In my whole life, I didn't know anything about indictments, and now I've been indicted like four times. Yeah, it wasn't just the tarmac interview he did with the plane in the background. It was on a bad cell phone connection last night. He called. He likes Newsmax. He does his, uh, I think, most of his interviews on Newsmax now on broadcast. Yeah, well, I mean, was he doing it from Jupiter? What was wrong with his phone? <laughs> I don't know where he was. Like the planet Jupiter, not the town. <laughs> and that was last night, so he must have been back at Bedminster. I don't know. Or maybe it was from Trump Force One. Maybe he was in the air. Yeah, it's some uh, interference in the air, 35,000 feet up. I don't know. Uh, he was talking about the day and the process. He said, no, it was, it was just it was a horrible thing. It was it was It was bad. It was, uh, like he said, I've never experienced anything like this before. We said this before, too, Dean. Watch out for who either says nothing about it or comes out in favor of it. And I think now, looking back at that debate, which seems like a minuscule little thing, yeah. you got to look back at that now and say two particular Republicans, Chris Christie, and, yeah, how was Burgum? Was he actually for it? He didn't really say much about it. DeSantis was kind of silent about it, too. Yeah. Yeah, DeSantis but, tries to stay neutral. But on Asa it. Hutchinson, along with Christie, was absolutely for indicting Trump. I mean, oh, yes. that's that's clear now. Yeah, they hate him. But now watch out for guys that speak out on his behalf and watch out for this guy's career because he is, first of all, he's I think he's great. He's from Florida. Congressman Byron Donalds. Yeah, I love speak, this guy. He was speaking out about it. Well, first, man, I'm pissed. Um and look, after every one of these silly indictments from the radical left, it's it's really bone chilling to see that they are, are so crazy. And they are so nuts that they are willing to unwind the very institutions of our government to extract some political revenge. In that's it. What? Fifteen seconds? Did he say anything that was wrong? No, he encapsulated it perfectly. All of it. Yeah, and it's not hyperbole, man. And that's the thing, you know. People, I, I think stuff like banana republic and political persecution and weaponized DOJ, like these terms, people here are starting to fall on deaf ears and. It shouldn't because those are really, really bad things and they're happening. Those things are not supposed to be happening in this country. That's not what this country was built off of and not what it was supposed to be. It wasn't the vision of the United States, but this is what it's becoming. We have not yet reached this point. It's not like, I mean, my God, we've gone through a civil war. Right. And you still didn't have the Department of Justice at the time going after like ex, uh, you know, generals. Right. From the Confederacy or anything, you weaponize this thing against political opponents and not just Trump, because he said before, he goes, I'm just in the way. They're coming after you, too. That's right. So it kind of trickles down the line. Who's the next prominent person in favor of free speech that, you know, besides Trump, Elon Musk? Mm -hmm. And And it happened. The Department of Justice has sued SpaceX for not hiring migrants. That's incredible. I've never. I I thought it was a, a prank when I saw this at first last night. Like I thought this wasn't true. Oh no, it's true. This um, is a, <laughs> again, the stuff that they pull. Here's the official write-up on it. The feds, the Department of Justice, 
is charging SpaceX with violating labor law by rejecting job applications from refugees and asylum seekers. What? Entitled, first of all, who's seeking asylum and, and putting your application at SpaceX? <laughs> of course this was forwarded through by the Democrats. Of course it was. Here, put this in their public file. Put that in there. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Uh, says Elon Musk personally trumpeted the policy, saying it was required by export control laws for sensitive tech. <clears throat> Elon says, well, yeah, and this is from him last night, he put on X, SpaceX was told repeatedly that hiring anybody who was not a permanent resident of the United States would violate international arms trafficking laws. It's kind of hard to, uh, They you launch know, rockets! Yeah, yeah, you don't want to go against arms trafficking laws. And the DOJ just ignores that stuff. It doesn't, it's got nothing to do with this. They found one thing they can stick right. on Elon, and they'll go after him, and they'll indict him, and then the next person, and then the next person, and everybody, and then it trickles down to you and me and everybody listening and everybody else. That's the danger of this. Trump was exactly right. He goes, I'm just in the way of trying to stop this stuff. That's what makes this so important. This this moment in time, so important and also so dangerous, because we are it at is. a crossroads. We really are. And one road is... Just, you know, this stuff, but much, much worse as time goes on. Or the other road is getting back to the America that we, we grew up in. And I don't want to go down the other road. I want to get back to the way things were, which was, you know, people not going after each other for political persecution reasons and weaponizing the, the Department of Justice and acting like a communist country. You know, that can go the other way, too, and that's a good point. When Trump is in office, January of 25, he's got to make it not about just, just literally, like, you know, sending... Everybody responsible for this, like, right to jail. You got to handle it in a way that is framed like you're cleaning up and stopping corruption and not just getting back at them. Because he will. And that's the thing, right? I mean, in order to do that, he's really going to have to just wipe clean the Department of Justice. Now, we all want vengeance. But you got to frame it in a way for, so it's, the, it's that, you know, we don't want to get rid of the Department of Justice. We want to just clean it up and make it, make it fair again. Yeah. It's really important how he frames that. He needs a lot of Lysol disinfectant. God, that is the swamp. What he's always talked about. This is it. You're right. But we got some distraction news. It is a it is a Friday. Let's yes. not forget about that. Yes, that's true. It's not all bad news or crazy news. We got this going on. Oh, it's a beauty. What a beauty. You know what this also means? So we didn't do it this week. Jen's out today. She's coming back next week. She's going to come back early next week. We're going to hit her with Friday football picks. That's right. No, you're 100% right. Next Friday. We from, are a week away. Yeah, Labor Day weekend because it's going to be a full slate of college football. Not quite yet NFL, but next weekend, full slate of college football. So we will have our first Friday football picks this time next week, and where, Jen will panic. Where are we going to stick that in the show, by the way? You know, I'm still trying we've, to figure that out. We have not figured this out. <laughs> We're all figuring it out together, everybody. That's right. But it is. There are. Uh, it's usually like terrible games this first weekend, and there's very few of them. And it's the case this way. But this is a cool one: Notre Dame and Navy in Ireland. Yeah, that's happening tomorrow. That's that is the marquee game tomorrow to start off. What they call Week Zero, Bill. This is Week Zero. Week Zero. Yeah. Uh, USC and San Jose State is going to play. I don't know who else says. Who cares? This is all about college football being back, which means the NFL is right right down this the corner. Couple, actually, two weeks from this weekend. Standing. Two weeks from yesterday. Actually, is the first game with the Lions and the Chiefs. Such good news. Oh, I love it. And it's just the best time of year. Football comes back. That ushers in eventually the cooler air starting as well. Yeah, for one day. Well, yeah, eventually. <laughs> the holiday season starts to approach. This right now, we, we are approaching 
coming into actually the best time of the year. And I know somebody's thinking right now, how can you think about the football and college at a time like this? No. We fight for our freedoms to enjoy things like this. You enjoy it. You don't want to stay down all the time. You got to enjoy the things in life that are there to enjoy, like football. Damn right. Notre Dame football tomorrow. Yeah. All right, we got rapid fire coming up. That rolls on too. Yes. Uh, heading right into the weekend, we'll update you with everything going on. I think you know what the biggest story is, but that mm. and more coming up next. Jen's off today. There's Diener on Bill. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's rapid fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Two thirds of us here today. Jen's on a little mini vacation. She'll be back next week. Uh, Diener's here though, holding down the fort. I'm Bill. I dropped Jen off at the airport yesterday, Diener. It was, it was like dropping a kid off at camp. I was going to say, was it a proud moment? Did you, did you shed a tear uh, a little bit? I or? was like, all right, now I kissed her on the cheek and I said, now don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> don't, don't talk to the bad people on the mean streets of Providence. No, that's right. I know she was so nervous to take the flight, too. She doesn't like to fly. No. But the no. flight went fine. She arrived yeah. there. Okay, she'll be back early next week. But uh, obviously the biggest story in the world, the world, yeah. right now, is the fourth indictment arraignment. Of Donald J. Trump and the mugshot that was released last night of all play released by him. It was out before that, but really the big one released by him on Twitter. That's right. You heard it right. Trump is back on Twitter. Some call it X. This so far, oh, it just flipped over and updated. Oh, good. His tweet from last night, nine hours ago, has 986,000 likes. Oh, my Lord. 317,000 comments. No, retweets, sorry. Oh. 158,000 comments. Wow. I wonder if it'll be the single biggest tweet or post of all time. It's it's getting up there. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think it's the most uh, active tweet he's ever had. I was kind of scrolling through last night just mm-hmm. out of curiosity. He had one that had like 700,000 likes when he said he wasn't going to be at the uh, inauguration of right. Biden. Right. I was wondering what the last tweet was, and that was it. You're right. That, I think that was his last one, right? one eight twenty one. And so it's been over two and a half years since he tweeted, and he tweeted last night. Man. And that is getting a lot of attention. There's another uh, little angle on this. I was trying to find the guy's name before because I knew somebody had actually, one of the Trump 19 had actually refused bail, refused to negotiate a bail, and is in the Fulton County Jail this morning. Yeah. His name is Harrison Floyd. He was the director of Black Voices for Trump. Mm. He is uh, held in jail without bond in Fulton County. Charged with racketeering conspiracy, solicit false statements, and influencing witnesses. You know why? Why? He called poll worker Ruby Freeman and asked her what the real deal was, and if you did something, confessed to voter fraud. Remember, she was the one that was in charge of the uh, the room, where all of a sudden the water break happened down the hall? Oh, yes. That's what he's accused of, contacting her. And they are charging him with racketeering? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They really are. Just You know what the other byproduct of this is, real quick, too? It's it's a shakedown. It they is. Want a sh- of course it is. You know, and it's it's intimidation. They're showing people that we're not only going after Trump, but we're going after everybody else who was in his circle. So anybody who's thinking about getting involved with him, this is your future if you do. It is. And, and, and until yesterday, all of them that were indicted and arraigned were lawyers. Yeah. Lawyers. Right. That's true. Who do their job. I mean, the defense attorneys who hate their clients, but you're practicing law. Sure. These were lawyers who couldn't lawyer. Some unprecedented stuff. I know we say so, that word a lot, but it is. So anybody that goes after Trump, here's your here's your warning. Here's yep. your warning. Don't you dare help him, even if you're just practicing your practice. That's right. This is this is such banana. It's beyond banana republic stuff. It it's just it's criminal, and it's we've crossed a line, 
As dark as, as it is, though, it's galvanizing because people even people who don't really care for Trump say, well, I got to vote for him now. Have right. to. They, they see the injustice. Unbelievable. Well, I'll switch gears here a little bit. I'm Please going, do. I'm going sports, but it's not really good news. But I just I want to throw it out there because you might hear the name Bray Wyatt today. Oh, yeah. And you might wonder to yourself, who is Bray Wyatt? Why are they talking about this, this wrestler who passed away? Well... Bray Wyatt was very popular wrestler worldwide. He was, you know, champion in WWE. Great career, young, right. 36 years old, passed away last night from a heart attack. And so it just, it took everybody, you know, wrestling fans, uh, former and current wrestlers in multiple organizations, not even just WWE, who this guy was friends with, took everybody by shock. And it just, it, it was really upsetting. And for young me, guy. Yeah, he's only he's younger than me. He's 36, I'm 37. Oh. And apparently they're talking about he had a heart attack from complications due to COVID. Mm. So I, I don't so know. So he had it before and it was like a long COVID thing or it was just a... Apparently he had made a comeback. Long story short, he had got let go during COVID layoffs. WWE, like every other company, had COVID layoffs. He was laid off, which upset a lot of fans because, again, he was very popular. And then he came back recently within the past, you know, eight months or so. And building up his character again. And then he disappeared over the past few months because he ended up being that he was sick. And word came out last week that he had like a life-threatening illness and he's on his way back and he's going to return soon. He's feeling well. And all of a sudden, and a sudden heart attack. And they said it was complications due to this, I guess, you know, really bad COVID that he got for whatever well, it's, reason. It's also a legitimate question now. It's not a conspiracy theory anymore because there's been so many cases. Is it a complication due to the vax, maybe? And that's what we don't know, right? Was he? Was he not? Do we ever find it? Because now it's a private matter, obviously. Right. And that's a fair question to ask. Wow. Sad, though. 36. Really sad. Really, you know, just, just a loved guy in the industry, a really beloved character by many, many fans. Just it stinks. So that, that one hit really hard for a lot of wrestling fans. So yeah. if you hear about Bray Wyatt, that's what that's about today. Well, in other news, we can't let you go into the weekend without a good solid floor dope. This guy is from Ocala. Oh. We like to call Ocala. Yes, we do. Now, there's nothing funny about being arrested for DUI. That's not the story here. That's not good. It's nope. stupid. Should never do it, of, of, of course. But come on. You can kind of laugh at him. What do you when do? He, when he's arrested and in his mugshot, he's wearing a t-shirt that says... Uh-oh. I'm the reason the beer's always gone. <laughs> come on, You got to see this guy. He's 41 years old. His name is James Ricks Jr., <laughs> Pulled over for speeding, and, you know, obviously it was DUI, and he was going way too fast into the thing. <laughs> Sped past a police cruiser when he did it, too. Like, right past him. Tried to pull it over, tried to shake him, which makes it even worse, before finally giving up and showing everybody the iconic T-shirt. <laughs> I'm the reason the beer's always gone. <laughs> and, you, and you look at this guy's mugshot, I don't doubt him. And he's... You talk about just... The, the perfect irony. <laughs> I mean, again, terrible. You shouldn't be driving drunk. Awful, really. You know, just you putting yourself and others in danger. But you get arrested for DUI, and that's the shirt you're wearing? He's like the poster boy for stupid. Yes, that's right. That's him. Oh, that is a classic floor dope. If I have the opportunity, if I can find the proper imaging, I will put that up on the morning show blog. You'll find it. All right, I'll Don't try. worry. So I'll end on a lighter sports note here. I'm trying to make sense of this. But apparently, so in college football, right? We were talking about college football is coming back tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Season begins. Notre Dame plays Navy tomorrow from Ireland. USC plays tomorrow night. Number one uh, draft pick prospect is the quarterback there, Caleb Williams. So we're going to hear a lot of attention on that guy. Won the Heisman Trophy. And I'm trying to figure out 
this conference realignment. You have all these different teams. That's really weird this year. You're going to have like West Coast teams going to the Big Ten and all these crazy things. I was confused anyway. I've never been able to get a handle on it. You're a college football fanatic, so if it confuses you, I'm way out of the dark. Well, th- th- this this part is confusing to me because they're talking about the ACC, which is the conference that Miami and Florida State are a part of. Right. And they're in there with teams like, you know, like Virginia Tech and Clemson. Now they're talking about Cal and Stanford and SMU. Yeah, SMU from Texas and Cal and Stanford joining the Atlantic Coast Conference. Really? How much sense does that make? Boy, good luck with travel. Well, right. I mean, if you're... Plus also, no offense to SMU. <laughs> Academically, I don't really see you on the same level as Cal and Stanford. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, come on. And that's what's it's happening. Not, it's not exactly the Ivy League of the South. Eh, not really, but, <laughs> you know, that's all right. That's what's happening, though. You have, like, you know... UCLA and, and Oregon, they're, they are going to leave the Pac-12 and go to the Big Ten. So you have like all these Pac-12 teams that are left, like four or five of them, and they don't know what to do with themselves, so they're trying to find a home. <laughs> these, that travel's ridiculous. So you think about it, Miami would have to go to Cal like or vice versa? I, I, they're a long ways off from figuring this out. They really are. It's rough, some man. Of the, some of the realignments make sense. Some of the some of the schools that joined bigger conferences make sense. But yeah. <laughs> but now they're also talking about maybe Miami and Florida State leaving the ACC and going to the SEC. So that's another thing. That would be pretty wild, sense. though. Yeah. That would be cool to Tougher see. Tougher schedules for those two. For sure. Wow. It's all, it all comes down to money, though, with these conference realignments. All right. Don't be confused. Just know that college football is officially back. That's all you need that's to know. That's all that matters. Yes. Whoever plays, plays. College football's back. <laughs> Some of the reaction, people coming in, chiming in now, both sides about the Trump uh, mugshot and arraignment, obviously. we got that coming up next, as well as this. What would happen if classic legendary rock stars went anti-woke? Because it's starting to happen. This is something, actually, I was thinking about putting on the blog, too. This might go on there. Two big names, actually. Yeah. I'll tell you who and why. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. <laughs> There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. It was Trump on the tarmac. He spoke after that to, I think it was Newsmax last night. He called into Greg Kelly. But uh, that was the, the tarmac press conference after the arraignment, after the mugshot, just, just right before the mugshot was released on his Twitter account, which was perfect timing. It really was. They played it really well as far as, you know. Oh. How to get out in front of it and make it to you, toward your advantage. Because we knew it was going to be to his advantage anyway. I mean, the situation is awful. But, you know, because of what they're trying to do and what they are doing. But at the same time, this will go toward his advantage. I think there's so. no doubt about I mean, it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We asked the question at 6 o'clock, Diener. You and I both did out loud. But, of course, the first tweet back on Twitter, you want to call it, of course they were holding off for this. Knowing the mugshot was coming from Fulton County. How stupid are the Democrats to think that that actually turns voters away? I don't know. I, all it does, you talk about galvanizing, all it does oh. is it galvanizes the base who's already against Trump, right? They can have their own parties and make jokes about it, make memes about it. And that's all it's going to do is just, you know, you can pat each other on the back. That's all it is. But I don't get that even now, though. I really, I, stupid me, I thought really yesterday, and it's not the case, I'd find a lot of Trump haters saying, well, I just stay quiet, whatever, we, you know, good, they got him, and secretly, you know, have a little party inside. No, they're outwardly celebrating, and there were oh, all yeah. the memes of Joe Biden, you know, behind Trump, and we got him. Yep. We got him this time. How are those same people, regular, everyday Americans that hate Trump, how are they going to feel when they see, I mean, tons of Trump gear on the streets? 
You walk past people all the time sitting next to him at a restaurant with the Trump mugshot shirt. Yep. Those are being printed up right now as we speak. They sure you are. You go on the Intracoastal this weekend, the Trump Navy, which is always out there, very strong in the boating community. <laughs> they are, yeah. You're going to see a ton of Trump mugshot flags already embossed on boats. Get ready. Bumper yep. stickers. Get ready. You're and right. here's another thing that just changed last night. People are not afraid anymore. They're not afraid to... It was always like... And I've had it happen to me a bunch of times. It's like... You know, people, hey, how you doing, Liz? I really like Trump. Go Trump. And under the whisper, they're not whispering anymore. Yeah. that That's all gone. Yeah, that, that that's a good point because people feel like now, you know what? Forget it. You know, you're, you're going to try and pull this stuff and they see the mugshot. And that is, listen, you can hear words, you can hear a speech, but there's just something about an image, right? A picture, right? A picture is worth a thousand words, the old saying. It's an instant iconic. Yes. And when you when you see a picture or an image, uh, a movie, whatever it is, there's something. Those things resonate with you. When you it's get true. that visual, yep. it really hits a different way. It's a good point. And, and that's, we're we're a visual people. We just right. are. When now, maybe it was different. You know, 40 years ago, not now. And that's what's that's happened. Burned here. into the, the the minds. We're just under a million likes on that thing. I, in what, 10 hours, 9 hours? I think it might be at a million now, actually. I was just, I've, I've been checking to see when it crosses that million mark. Oh, there it is. Okay. It's at a million likes on Trump's Twitter. Yeah. Trump's Good Twitter. <laughs> Good luck. Celebrate it. Go ahead. Until you see that all around you for years and decades to come. That's, that'll never go away. That's right. One of the, and that, I forgot about this. And one of the first images I saw last night after this, about an hour after the mugshot was released, was the Trump included in famous mugshots throughout history that didn't hurt anybody. Like Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela, that's right, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, that's a famous one. But Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, right? you, you, like they, like they're really thinking that Americans are turned off by a mugshot when we all know anybody can be accused of anything these days. Really? Okay. Good luck. I don't know why they thought this was a good strategy. I, I, Again, I have no idea. You know, pat themselves on the back, say, "Hey, we got him." But hey, congratulations, guys, because you just poked the bear. And you made him that much stronger is what is what you actually did. Things are different. It just it just feels different. It really does. Yep. And how about this? Talk about different. Maybe it's a sign of things to come. It's just happening more and more these days. What if classic big name uh, artists, rockers, come out as anti woke? Boy, this is something. This Carlos Santana video, which was taken at an amphitheater in New Jersey just a few days ago. Boy, you want to talk about somebody not afraid to say it? Here's how he feels about the trans movement. This is Carlos Santana. It sounds good, but you know it ain't right. Because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. Whoa! Whatever you want to do in the closet, that's your business. So I'm okay with that. I am like this with my brother Dave Chappelle. Uh, wow. No mistake in what he meant there. How about that? And I think he cleared it up at the end, and not against trans folks, but the the, the agenda part of it. Right. He's just against. And he, the Dave Chappelle reference was, Dave Chappelle, the comedian, pretty much said the same thing. And that's the thing, too, is that, you know, people always mistake of, oh, you're anti-trans. No, I'm anti-anybody pushing anything on me or my kids that... I don't find it necessary to be pushed upon somebody. And I think people are getting that distinction now, finally. Right. And that's, again, that's with anything. So they're trying, on Rolling Stone, trying to cancel uh, Alice Cooper now, too, for something similar. You're wearing his shirt right now. Well, by the way, (laughs) new Alice album out today called Road. It's very good. Very nice. Listen to it on the drive-in. 
Uh, he says transgenderism has reached a point of absurdity. He would know (laughs) on how it affects children. He explains why woke ideology has gone too far. He says, I find it wrong when you got a six-year-old kid who has no idea, just wants to play, and you're confusing him by telling him, yeah, you're a boy, but you don't, you could be a girl if you want to be. He says it's not anything he needs to hear right now. How about that? So they're just coming out and and speaking out about it. That's now, great granted, to see. these are older rockers who don't have a lot to lose, right? Well, I mean, not a lot. They, they, they like don't care because they're already set. But yeah, this, at the same time, though, I mean, you know, to to see that these people, big names, you know, Santana, Alice Cooper, that they have the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to start standing up against. Two strong this. statements, too, really that, that you can't really confuse. It's clear as day what they're saying. Wow. Well, huh. good for them for not being afraid to speak their minds. I guess not. Right. Is that growing? I don't know. Mm. We'll find out. Hear from some uh, former Trump attorneys about this indictment and the arraignment and why they did it the way, why the Democrats did it this way with a mugshot and everything. We'll talk about that coming up next, as well as uh, we got some college footballs back. That's good news. And uh, here's an insane story. There is a bird bandit like a pirate. This guy's robbing stores in another part of the country with a parrot on his shoulder. What is he? He's it. He's a pirate. He's a pirate, this guy. <laughs> All he needs is, a, is an eye patch and a peg leg. It's a perfect Friday story. <laughs> Outstanding. All right, that and more coming up next. <laughs> Jen's off today. She's back next week. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think it's very dishonest. So thank you all very much, and I'll see you uh, very soon. Oh, you can tell by the planes in the background, that was the tarmac interview shortly after being arraigned. Fulton County Jail with the mugshot. We all know about the mugshot now. It's got over a million, well, more than a million impressions just mm-hmm. on likes on his Twitter. Trump Twitter is back. Yeah. Or X, whatever you want to call it, uh, where he released that, but... And then he went on, I think the only other media he did last night, he called into uh, Greg Kelly over there on Newsmax, who he uh, he seems to like. He talked about what the actual day was like. Uh, but, uh, you know, I went through an experience today that I never thought I'd have to go through. But then I've gone through the same experience three other times. In my whole life, I didn't know anything about indictments, and now I've been indicted like four times. It's the biggest story in the world. It is today, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's just unreal, man. I mean, everything that goes into this, and you know what? There was there was another angle that I thought about as as where you came in. We see the clip of Trump walking toward the reporters on the tarmac there, and it hit me. It kind of struck me like we were used to seeing that all the time from Every the day. president. Remember the end of the driveway interviews he was doing, or little? I guess there were press conferences. It was great, so accessible. Exactly. Yes. But no, this administration we have right now, we basically don't have a president. This guy's he's, he's decomposing before our eyes. He said this is going to be the most transparent administration in history. The adults are in charge. Yeah, now. remember that? Remember that one? And that's I mean, just to use that comparison, when you look at here he comes still right. He's, Pulling the old Trump, walking to to the reporters, being transparent, answering questions, making a quick statement. And on the other side, you have Biden, who can't even get a full sentence out without either lying (laughs) or stumbling over his words. I mean, it's if it wasn't so sad, it'd be funny, but it it is what it is. Why did they do it? Why? We've we've all asked the question. Are they really so dumb to think that a mugshot of President Trump is going to hurt his chances here? They really think that? Here's one of his former attorneys Tim, 
Uh, Palator, I think his name is. He was talking about maybe why Fulton County kind of arraigned him this way. Yeah, I think that they did want to do it for optics. But yeah. the optics, are, it's already backfired. <laughs> sure has. I Yeah, I saw it last night on social media, too. There were a lot of dead people who were just just despise Trump. They, you know, oh, yeah, they're the best ever. They got him. And I, I saw some memes of Biden behind Trump of rubbing his shoulders like this. Oh, yeah. Okay, how are you going to feel when you see tons, and I'm talking for years, this image is going to be around for years of the Trump mugshot on T-shirts and flags and bumper stickers and people's, you know how many profile pictures I've seen of this now? Yep. And background pictures. It's going to be on Boston, the side of trucks and boats. It's already happening. You're going to see it this weekend. How do you feel then? You, you, you still think this is good optics? Exactly right. How dumb are they? Extreme. Well, you see, that's the thing. They're so they're so blind. They're so naive. They they are blinded by their own, you know, hateful ambition. That's amazing. That they, they they can't see how this was going to go. And very quickly, and like you said, it already is. Very quickly, it's going to turn to hey, hey, look, we're going to celebrate, and we finally got our Trump mugshot. Yeah, look, we finally got him. And it's going to turn to. Oh wait, they all like this and they're rallying around it. I'm gonna go back and <laughs> hide now and act like I was never celebrating this mugshot. I think they're real. I think Dawn is uh, is hitting uh, thick heads this morning, and mm-hmm. they're realizing that oh, maybe this didn't have the desired effect. When, when uh, you know, Fanny or Fanny, however the same name there from mm. uh, Atlanta, goes on Twitter this morning and sees over a million likes on Trump's Twitter, you brought him back to Twitter. Think about that. Those those people there in Atlanta, the DA, you yeah. know, the, all the people who are pushing this stuff. It took this. You you brought him back to Twitter. You poked the bear enough to where now you made him even stronger. Good, good job. That's incredible. <laughs> so we haven't talked about CNN really in depth for a long time. They're just so bad these days. Oh, they're worthless. And every once in a while I get a reminder of why they're so bad. This is after the historic mugshots released. The arraignment has happened. Trump's already talked to the media. They're on last night. You know what they were obsessed with? His weight and hair color. Oh, wow. Because apparently as part of the process, you write down, you fill out your own form. Name, height, weight, haircut, eyes, all this other stuff. They could not get over it. <laughs> this is a tiny little clip. They spent an hour on Trump's hair. Oh, my gosh. This is incredible. Yes, here, we're looking at the document. Uh, white yeah, male, white male. 6'3", 215 pounds. White male. Hair, blonde or strawberry, eyes blue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did he fill that to out as too blonde or strawberry, uh, or is that? I think all of this was. Uh, how does that? How does that? How does strawberry end up in a blonde? Well, that's, that's a good question. Not not something I would. Strawberry think. blonde. That's the hard-hitting legal analysis I was looking for. Woof. Oh, I want uh, you know I want to turn on my TV and hope people explain the whole process. Well, I didn't get it. That is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> This is why CNN is worthless and why the HGTV has more ratings than them at 9 p.m. at night. And they're like, this big, they're like oh, yeah, 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 here it is. The, the document here it is now. We're looking at oh, it. Like, I like how it looks like, yeah, yeah, it says white male. That's 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 correct. He's a white male. <laughs> My Lord. Everyone point and laugh at CNN. Yeah. All right, we need a distraction from all this stuff, and I think we got it. The perfect wow. Friday story. Good. Let's hear it. Uh, it's It's real. So if you're thinking this is made up, it is not. This is right from police in Virginia. They're looking for the bird bandit. They missed an opportunity. They should have called him the pirate. Wait, he has a name, the bird bandit? Yeah. Oh, boy. Tuesday morning, and they're still looking for him, a knife-wielding man, that's oh, not good, no. held someone up in Virginia. Now, that's, that's scary. It's nothing funny yet. No. He's pretty easily identifiable, though. Drives a Ford SUV, wears a black hat, and he's got three parrots that ride on his hat and shoulder. What? <laughs> 
Here's here's Sergeant David Kroll talking about why they've identified him this way if they've ever seen anything like this. This can't be real. It's hard to fathom that somebody would commit such a crime of that nature with three birds and wearing what they were wearing. Definitely a rare occurrence. That's the suspect recently caught on camera in the McDonald's drive-thru. The employee is clearly in amazement that a parrot is just hanging out on the driver's side window of the SUV. Oh my gosh. Hey. If CNN can obsess with Trump's eye color, yes. we can do a parrot, three parrot on a guy's <laughs> shoulder story. Now that's hard hitting local news. You think he wants to be caught? Uh, <laughs> you think it's a cry for attention? It might be, yes. If he shows up with a peg leg and an eye patch next, then <laughs> yes, that is, that's all about attention. That guy's a parrot. Oh He's a pirate. Gosh. All right. Doing, what is this guy doing? I don't know. <laughs> More analysis of the Trump mugshot, where it goes from here, and he's not the only one. Remember he said, I'm just standing in the way, he's going after all of us? I mean, the DOJ is going after all of us? Well, they're going after Elon now, Department of Justice. It is fully weaponized. And that, listen, you talk about not wanting to mess with a guy like Trump and you know the support he has. I wouldn't mess with Elon, man. That guy will outduel you any day of the week. And he's brave. Yep. All right, we got that and some good news to talk about. College football is back tomorrow. Oh, baby. We're this close to our Friday football picks, too. What's Jen going to do? Mm-hmm. Jen's out today. There's Dean around <laughs> Bill. Keep it here next. Well, first, man, I'm pissed. Um, and, look, after every one of these silly indictments from the radical left, it's it's really bone-chilling to see that they are, are so crazy and they are so nuts that they are willing to unwind our, the very institutions of our government to extract some political revenge. No, it's really well said in about 15 seconds. Congressman Byron Donalds, keep an eye on him, Southwest Florida. Loyalty matters with Trump. Uh, it wouldn't shock me at all to have him picked as a VP pick, even though he's kind of like, kind of like a newer uh, name on the scene. But also this, he's one of the guys in the House that's actually going after this, this uh, Fanny, the prosecutor in Fulton County. He's one of the ones calling for investigating her and her, and her uh, procedural dealings with this whole thing. He's an important player, Byron Donalds. I mean, hopefully they actually take it seriously. Hopefully they, you know, do something. When I say they, I mean the Republicans in the House who are supposed to be, you know, actually working on things and making things better. Like, it's just, I, I understand that, you know, you don't have the Senate on your side or the president, but there's got to be some stuff you can do to try to get things back in the right direction. Well, the House committee said yesterday, what is it? We're uh, considering looking into filing a motion to think about, to poll, to question, to maybe look into her actions. Oh, oh yeah. my God, would you just do something? That's it's great. a big reason why we're here in this mess, where the Democrats got away with politicizing an entire Department of Justice because the Republicans were so wimpy for so long mm-hmm. and did nothing and never fought back. Like a guy like, you know, Mitch McConnell. Oh, my God. Just, Let me hear from him today. You know, I was wondering... You won't, you won't find him. About, you know, guys like him or uh, Lindsey Graham. Oh, Just, please. you know, two of the worst swamp monsters around. Lindsey's still trying to uh, look under the, the, the couch cushions for more money and change to send to Ukraine. Oh, yeah, he was there again just a couple of days ago. Hugging Zelensky. Old pals. Build their old pals. Just had it. Oh, it makes I, me I, sick. I, that's another thing that changed. We, we talked about this a lot today, Diener. How... A lot changed last night. It was a it was a dark day for America, and yet, I don't know. I, I just there's something in the air. Something's different. There's still this galvanizing force. There's a little bit of hope. I think. I think it's just you see where the you got to know what the fight is, and now you know. Now there's no doubt. Most people who were hip to it understood before, but I think there's more people than ever in this country that said, "Nope, not this time. Fighting back." 
It's it. Not going to put up with this. And that is a hopeful kind of thing. But you also realize who the, who the swamp monsters really are. After last night, which was one of the most significant days in American history, really is, how insignificant did that debate the other day look like? Yeah, exactly. That right. looks like a bunch of kids that got together on a playground. Now, and, and, <laughs> and and how bad does it look? How bad does Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson? How right. bad do they sound right now when they said, "Yeah, yeah, you got to get Trump"? How bad do they? They sound like the tyrants. Oh, hundred percent. And they're supposed to be Republicans. Supposed to be right. You know. Well, I guess that's where the rhino comes from. You know, Republican yeah. in name only. But you're right. I mean, when it comes to the the debate. That had a 24-hour life cycle in, on, on the news because now Trump's mugshot won the de- the, the, the uh, debate. I mean, when you really think about right, it, right? Right. You know, the visual. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Vivek and, and DeSantis made the biggest impressions, positive impressions. I think out of that debate, they, you know, that's that's what the polling said, and I tend to agree with that. And that was for 24 hours. Now they have all kind of fallen by the wayside. Anything that anybody's going to be talking about in that arena is what happened last night. Not only the mugshot that is galvanizing his base and mm-hmm. people who maybe fell out of his base but now want to come back because they feel like, wow, this is wrong. But now it's also just, it's just completely taken over the conversation. So anything that you are asked as a candidate is going to relate to what took place last night with him being arrested, with him being all of processed. It, right. right, that's the center of all discussions now. Because right. it's the most important thing going on right now. It, it's it's the weaponization of the DOJ. Sure. People finally under... They didn't know what that meant before. Now you get it. And maybe it did. You put it perfectly well. It was that visual. We're just a visual society. We are. That mugs... I don't know what the hell they were thinking in Fulton County to put that out there. They actually thought that was going to cost this guy votes. Do you, I, did they, <laughs> wait till you see this weekend. Wait till you yeah. see how many times on your Facebook page, how many profile pictures have been changed to the Trump mugshot. You're going to see it. You, it's pr- you can hear printing presses happening right now yes. of that shot everywhere. It's going to be on posters in college dorm rooms. It's going to be on the side of boats, it's on flags, on T-shirts. We've said it a million times, right? obviously, but it is. We'll walk past that for a few years. Yeah. Good luck. Nice it's, job. It's going to be around for a while. Nice work. They, no, you're right. They really, I, honestly, I thought even up to the last moment as he went into the, the jail to get processed and then he left, I thought, okay, I know they said they were going to do a mugshot, but there's really no, like, there's no way they're actually going to do this. Didn't seem like it was going to happen. Like they would have the, eventually the 18 yeah. and him, but his would be a blank, like, like an old school picture, not pictured today. Yeah, exactly. Donald J. Trump. I thought they were going to back out at the last minute because they would realize how, how detrimental it would be to them. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's really, truly amazing. Well, they did it. Some uh, some other reaction from this thing coming in. This, listen to this. This is the bail guy. This is the guy that processed the bail for Trump. Listen wow. to him. He's going to he's going to go down to the history books. Yeah. Is what he said. I was a historical experience, uh, one that I've never experienced before, and probably never will again in my life. So, uh, very serious experience. An experience we had to get it done right, and uh, I think we did. Sounds like a good man. Yeah, an honest man just happens to work there. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, I guess that's the way it is. Boy, what a moment for him. That must have been surreal. Speaking of bail, by the way, there's one who refused it, who refused to work out a bail agreement. And he's in the Fulton County Jail this morning, one of the Trump 19 that have been indicted and arraigned. Uh-huh. His name is Harrison Floyd. He was or is the uh, former leader of uh, Black Voices for Trump organization. Wow. They've got him on a conspiracy charge. You know why? 
because he called that Atlanta poll worker and tried to get what the deal was. And he said, if you did something wrong, fess up to this. They've they've got him on racketeering and conspiracy for that. Racketeering? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know what else they did? Uh, Mark Meadows, who had said he made a special request to drop the charges because you know what he did wrong? Mark Meadows, Trump's right-hand man at the time. Yeah. He called Fulton County asking for the names of the electors. That's what he did, just to get the names. Hey, what are the names of uh, who's listed on the books publicly? That's what he's charged with. This is what we're dealing with here. See, and that's the thing. They know these charges are absolutely erroneous. It's actually, honestly, it's criminal to charge them with what they're charging them with because there's nothing there. But they want to send that message to anybody. If you get in Trump's you know, radius, if you get in his orbit, then you're going to go down with him. Don't you dare be a lawyer and defend him either, Will. You'll, you... We'll, uh, we'll make sure you never work again. Just disgusting. All right, and good news? That's yes. right, it's back. Oh, yeah, baby. College football is back. Let's go. Kind of, sort of. No, not kind of. I mean, it's no, not it's, a lot of games. What'd you call it? Week zero? Week zero. That's, that's not yeah. a real thing, is it? No, that's what they call it. Oh, my God. For real. <laughs> well, Notre Dame Navy in Ireland, that's going to be kind of cool. Yeah, it's not, it's not a full slate by any means. No. I mean, some of the games aren't, most of the games aren't great, but Notre Dame Navy in Ireland at 2.30 tomorrow afternoon. I mean, give give me all of that. So wait a minute. So in Europe, that's a night game, is it not? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Lights? Mm-hmm. Uh. Notre Dame under the lights in Ireland? Another one I know of is USC versus San Jose State. That's about it. And there's some other scrub game. But who cares? Football is back. It, yes. It's Think it. about what you just said. It's yes. in the air. College football is back. NFL preseason is ending. That's coming. The real thing is coming in two weeks. It's back. We're here. Love it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Rapid fires back to Jen's out today, but we carry on just the two of us. We're going to have uh, everything, obviously the Trump story, different angles on that too, but uh, some other stuff to catch you up on before the weekend. A couple of minutes away. Keep it here next for that, the South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Wow. Think of it this way, the last Rapid Fire before you head into your weekend. Yeah. Labor Day weekend is next week, by the way. September. It's all happening. College football. Hey, uh, Jen's out today. She's uh, starting her weekend a little bit early, speaking of that. I dropped her off at the airport yesterday. little update. It was like dropping off a kid at camp. <laughs> I was going to say, how did it go? You know, we had a little backpack, and she's <laughs> like, you know, kiss her on the forehead, and don't take any wooden nickels. Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> Text me when you land. She And she did. <laughs> oh, good. Flight was good. She's in uh, she's in Rhode Island for a family thing. She'll be back early next week. There's Dean on Bill. Um little update for you. We promised you this. Obviously, the biggest story in the world right now is the Trump arraignment, how it went, the reaction to that, all the stuff, the complete and total failure by the Democrats who actually thought that a mugshot would hurt his case. We've hit a million likes. And it happened, right? On his tweet. That's right. It brought him. It took this. You said this. It took this. This stupid move to bring him back to Twitter because this is where the mugshot came from. Uh, Let me see here. 331,000 retweets. And 155,000 comments on this. It, it, I think, will wind up being the biggest post on any social media platform of all time. Do you think there was a moment last night, or even this morning, where Fonny Willis, right? That's her name? Fonny. Fanny. Fonny, Fanny, tomato, tomato. Froddy. Yeah, really. Where her and her cronies thought to herself, did we make a mistake? Not necessarily for, you know, the indictment. They, they're going to do that regardless. But putting out the mugshot, making the show of it. Do you think there there's a, a moment of regret this morning or last night where they said to themselves, oh no. Well, like I you mean, went to Twitter and there's a lot of people who feel galvanized by this now. Did, did we make a mistake by putting out this mugshot? It, it, it could go either way because they're they're completely out of touch with America. They just are. Yes. 
If they if they had any sense whatsoever, they never would have let this mugshot get out there for any of them. I mean, New York turned it down twice. Right. District of Washington, D.C. said, no, we're not going to let him have that. I wonder if anybody it's, tried to talk them out of it. You know, like, did Alvin Bragg call them and say, hey, this isn't a good idea. Like, this is going to work in his favor. I I don't know, if, honestly, Diener, if they're smart enough to understand when. Yeah. I mean, this is the, you can hear the printing presses right now. Yeah. Posters, yep. flags, <laughs> bumper stickers. When they see these, and I mean an iconic photo for years to come, they right. still, there's a chance they still may not get it. This picture is going to, and it sounds morbid, but long after Donald Trump is gone. Oh, yeah, no. This it, picture it, is going to be out there as, as a sign of, yeah. like, you know, honor. Culturally, it's him. there. It's never hurt. One of the first things I saw last night was right alongside this, somebody put a grid up the Trump mugshot. The Frank Sinatra mugshot, yep. the Johnny Cash one, the MLK one, yep. the Nelson Mandela mugshot. None of those people, reputation-wise, were hurt by this. I mean, saw Tupac compared too. Um, Tupac, yeah. America are re- we are rebels in America. Yeah, it's what we are, and you f- we have always. This country was built on fighting against tyranny. It's in our blood. Yeah. Nobody minds this unless you're with the regime. Right. It's just amazing. They're so dumb for doing this. They're so dumb. It backfired spectacularly. Incredible. So this is actually, this is, I I think it's a feel-good story. It's sad because of what surrounds it, but. (laughs) Dina has invented a feel-good sad story. Yes, that's right. (laughs) It feels good to be sad. It's like a Casey Kasem moment. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, um, Vanessa Bryant, widow of Kobe Bryant. Sure. They announced that they're going to uh, have a statue unveiled for Kobe, which. Look, even if he was still with us, it was is very deserved. I mean, all the championships we won there. and Unbelievable player. Yeah, long career. They're one of the greatest of God. all time. And they, they, so not the statue is well-deserved, but the date, I think, is what makes this a, a nice touch. They're going to do it on February 8th, 2024. Now, of course, Kobe famously wore number eight and number 24 when he yep. played for the Lakers. Yep. But his daughter, who you know, unfortunately passed away with him in the helicopter crash, she wore number two because ah. she played, you know, women's basketball as, you know, a teenager. Right. So February 8th, 2024, they're going to put those numbers together and unveil his statue at uh, the, the uh, Lakers game with I, his, you know, his widow there and his remaining uh, children. I think that's awesome. So they're, nice, nice touch there by the, it the right way. It is a yeah. classy organization. It's great that they're doing that. Yeah. What I think, legend. you know, you'll see a lot of former players there that hmm. are going to be there for that game. That'll be a, uh, a big moment. That's, that's going to be a big thing when they do that. He was just amazing. I was at a... Um, Celtics Lakers playoff game in 2009. Oh, that's awesome. That was what the Lakers won that year. Yeah, and the Celtics won in 10 was, or I was, 8. I, I went to a finals game. The Celtics won in 8. Right. And Kobe had one of the, I think it was game 3. I can't remember which game it was. And I was sitting like two rows behind the guy. It got so frustrated at Kobe in the game he had, because I think he had something like 40 points or something yeah. like this. And the guy ahead of me just goes, He's just so good. <laughs> he was just so upset, <laughs> and everybody got it. I'm like nodding my head and go, "I know." I mean, what can you do? Nothing He's just you do. amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so that'll that'll be nice. We talked about the uh, college football schedule starting mm-hmm. week zero. There's a couple of games coming out this weekend, and that's great news. Well, the NFL is right around the corner, and I think this was a promotion. But did you hear about the Kevin Hart injury? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, this poor guy. <laughs> uh, He's gonna be fine. Yes. But he's Kevin Hart's one of our favorite comedians. He's just oh, actor. He's a little guy. He's just so funny. I love that guy. He says he's temporarily in a wheelchair. Temporarily. He's going to be all right. <laughs> he can't walk right he now. He tried to race a former NFL running back. 
He <laughs> hurt himself so badly he pulled his abdomen. Gosh. Now, who was the former NFL running back? I had to look. Steven Ridley. He played for the Patriots, didn't he? So everybody, all the Pats fans are going, yeah. Patriots, great, Steven Ridley. <laughs> he was there for like a cup of coffee. This is the guy he chooses to, and I guess Ridley's like in his mid-30s now. So um, random. In a 40-yard dash. Kevin Hart's 44. Is he really? And he hurt wow. himself so badly. He calls himself the dumbest man alive for trying to do this. <laughs> he put this on his Instagram account. This is actually what he said. Here's the audio of it. Yep. Well... You know it's going to be bad. Anytime somebody starts off by saying, well, <laughs> it's bad. Ladies and gentlemen, the age 40 is real. He uh, he put it on his Instagram. You know how many followers he has on Instagram? 178 million. You're kidding. That's the number listed here, and I fact-checked it. Wow, how about 178 that? million Instagram followers. But he's going to be all right. Just don't race even former NFL running backs. No, I, you see, we think we can still do this. You know, you, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm still in good shape. Yeah, I'm 42. I still got it. I'm still, I feel like I'm 22. And then all of a sudden you're in a wheelchair because you pulled your abdomen while running. <laughs> to Stephen Ridley. Oh, I, I don't know. Random. <laughs> Very, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, poor Kevin Hart. He'll well, be all right. Yeah, he'll get there. So I'll finish off with this because this is kind of something to look forward to uh, next week. The U.S. Open is starting on Monday. Oh, my God. It's that time. How about that? It's it's September almost. Wow. This September 1st is next Friday. That's great. Yes. And one, so one thing to look forward to, of course, you know, you have some American guys uh, that could do well. You know, uh, you had uh, Tiafo last year who went made, like a semifinals run and nobody had ever heard of him. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris Eubanks, who uh, made a run, I think, in... What was that? Wimbledon or the Australian? I think it was Wimbledon, actually, just recently. I think it was Wimbledon. Unheard of American tennis player, and he made a run in Wimbledon, so they're talking about him for the U.S. Open. But the person I'm looking forward to, to real make a real run, a revenge run, is Novak Djokovic. He's back. He is back. The stupid COVID vaccine mandates are gone in New York City. So for the first time in four years, Novak Djokovic is going to be able to play in a U.S. Open in Flushing Meadows there in New York City. And I I cannot wait to see him go on a tear and just go on this revenge run and hopefully win the whole thing. A, a guy that's the, one of the healthiest athletes, premier athletes in the world, in the world they yeah. didn't let in because of his vax status. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's right. Are we going to look back at that time and say, how stupid were we as a society? It's going to be one of those things, yeah, to, to look back on. Where, like, they put the planks over the basketball hoops. Just a <laughs> it's it's going to be one of those things. Amazing. Yep. So that starts on Monday, U.S. Open. Love it. Motoring right towards winter. That's all I'm saying. Here we go. <laughs> all right, coming up next, obviously, uh, what's next for Trump? We'll talk about that. But uh, here's another piece of information. Next uh, retailer that's putting up uh, locks on merchandise, the Dollar Tree. What do you mean? Yeah. Like they're locking stuff up? Locking up the dollar stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> and we got to get to this story again. You better worry about your defensive backfield with your Miami Dolphins. <laughs> this is insane. Because if this doesn't cause a distraction, I give you all the credit in the world. I didn't hear about this until you told me. One of your players is getting threatened by his ex-girlfriend. Not good. With a bounty. Not good. <laughs> I'll, we'll tell you who. It's coming up next. Jeez. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Yeah, I think that they did want to do it for... There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. Former Trump attorney you heard there first, named Tim uh, Pelletor, and then you heard Trump himself during the tarmac interview 
right after being arraigned, right before the mugshot was released to the world, and now, and now here we are. Uh, the South Florida Morning Show. Welcome to Friday. Jen's out today, starting her weekend a little early. She'll be back early next week. There's Diener. I'm Bill. It's going to be an amazing day and amazing weekend to see. First of all, look for this. Look to see who uh, comes out in support of them. Look to see who's quiet. And then the usual suspects are just going to say, yeah, you know, it's right, it's good. And you'll hear this. Here's the code word. Nobody's above the law. Oh, yeah. that that That's a Christie term right there. Nobody's above the law. Yeah. Okay, but nobody's above the Constitution either. Keep that in mind. And they're exactly. stomping on the Constitution with this. That's, that's, well, they don't care about it. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking for the first, re- actually, you know what? Last night, the first retail site I saw selling Trump mugshots, shirts was Barstool Sports. Yeah. And then the next one, the, so the official, it's kind of like the official NFL pro shop. The yes. official one is on the Trump campaign website. Yeah. And it's $47 for obviously, you know, 47th well, that, president coming up. That's a lot though. I know. Oh, but there, are, there will be people who buy it specifically oh. just to support them. Oh, you got it the official, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's like, you know, you got to get the uh, 47 brand t-shirt yes. uh, when it comes to Trump. <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, elsewhere in America, America versus crime, the next place to put merchandise in lock cases is Dollar Tree. No. Bet you didn't see that coming. I did not. They are planning it. They announced it. Now, they don't really have the $1 price point anymore. We all know that. But they uh, they actually said that uh, everyday stuff like soap, toothpaste, axe deodorant, you know, <laughs> stuff you'd find there in bulk. They're another one that's going to do it in certain select cities like, was it Walgreens that first announced this with the big plexiglass cages yeah, they have this stuff in? That's right. They were doing I think that in CVS has tried a few of it. You've yeah. had other retailers in big crime-ridden cities doing that now. And Dollar Tree of all places. That is, that's when you know theft is getting really bad when Dollar Tree has to do it. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> and yet we're, worried, yet we're going after political op- opponents in this country. This is what, oh, I'm sure you've got some uh, crime in uh, Fulton County, Atlanta, right? No, we're going after political opponents there. Just just a little bit of crime. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is a future crime about to happen. What, what happened? Man, I don't know. I'm surprised. I heard about this before you did. This is insane. Yeah, that's right. You, I had no idea until you told me. You, Dolphin fanatic Diener over there. That's me. Boy, I tell you what, if your defensive backfield can get through this distraction, I give them all the credit in the world. <laughs> Dolphins cornerback Eli Apple has a bounty put on him. That's not good. This is true. Not from the league. We've had incidents of that before. Yeah. By his ex-girlfriend and baby mama. Uh-oh. Baby mama. Her name is Destiny. She says, quote, If you play against my baby dad this season, please go for the knees. Oh, jeez. By the way, how, why is she not in jail? Isn't this like a direct threat? Well, indirect threat. I mean, you're basically trying to hire someone to, to injure somebody. That's illegal, isn't it? Goes on to say, maybe a hammy. Oh, no. <laughs> Identifies him. Number 33 for the Dolphins. I'll gladly zell you back any fines. Yes, that's what I'm saying. An exchange, of, <laughs> exchange of funds. This is... Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> she, uh, here's her claim. Uh, she alleges during her pregnancy, the son, her son needed a blood transfusion. Eli refused to donate, even though he's a direct match. Again, this is all her crazy story. He has not had a chance right. to defend himself and deny this stuff. But, oh, my God. Listen. I've heard of, like, vengeful women before, but... <laughs> What's wrong with this lady? It's a new one to me. At least it's not like an ex of Tua going after him and trying to put a bounty on him. That would have been really, really bad. Talk about a distraction. My gosh. No, his ex has just put curses on him and a voodoo doll. <laughs> it's worked so far. That's why he keeps breaking hips and heads. Please, leave him alone. <laughs> oh my God. Keep it's the guy healthy. Nuts. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy your freedom. Think about things. Enjoy each other. Be safe, please. Uh, Jen's back on Monday. Diener will be here. I'll be here, too, as well. In the meantime, 
Talk to you Monday morning. Take care.